Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. This podcast brought to you by Gowan Canada, makers of Edge Microactive Pre-Emergent Herbicide. Agriculture is Saskatchewan, and 620 CKRM is your source for everything ag. Welcome to our newly expanded Saskatchewan Agriculture Today. Here's your host, Jim Smalley. And a good afternoon. Welcome to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today. Brought to you by Harvard Western Insurance. We don't judge. Here's another reminder to renew your plates today. Visit harvardwestern.com. And brought to you by Assiniboia Livestock for the most reliable and dependable way to market your livestock. Today we have the latest crop report with harvest in Saskatchewan advancing well ahead of normal. We talk with the president of Cargill Canada about site selection for a $350 million canola processing plant west of Regina. Real Agriculture discusses federal farm election issues with the president of the Canadian Federation of Agriculture. We talk with the president of the Saskatchewan Stock Growers about this week's limited rain and pastures. And we have details on the Hay West program. The farm weather is in its usual spot at the bottom of the hour. This is Saskatchewan Agriculture Today with 620 CKRM Agri-News Director Jim Small. But all but the, the areas that did get rain, their yields are a little bit closer to average. Any numbers yet? Uh, no, not yet. It's it's still a bit early. You know, we got to wait for a few more fields to get off and into the bin, and then you then we can really see what the damage is. By region, tell me about progress. Thirty-four percent of the crop is now off in the southwest region. Twenty-two percent in the southeast. Thirteen percent in the east central. Eighteen percent in the west central. Fourteen percent in the northeast, and lastly, seven percent in the northwest. So uh, they've all caught up a little bit, and the north is just a little bit behind. But with the weather, we're we're expected to have and uh, the progress they're already making, I'm sure that number will jump up quite quickly. Which areas received rain this past week? Little bits of, uh, of every part of the province except for uh, the west central and the uh, southwest got rain. But, you know, areas around the uh, around Lipton got about 20 mils. Uh, you know, the Meacham area got 11. Uh, you know, Raymore got 7 and, and Nipawin got about 8 mils and, and Bigger finally got a little bit of rain with 3 mils. So um, a little bit of rain in the south or the west central. Not too much. And then, you know, it, it rained around uh, yeah, other parts around uh, Yorkton and, and north of Saskatoon and around Humboldt. So and if, you know, if they got too much rain, then they're delayed. But uh, if it's just enough to wet the ground, then they won't delay f- farmers very much. Any benefit? Not to, not to the annual crop for this year. The only benefit will be adding moisture to the soil to go into next year. And then uh, any rain that falls on hay and pasture land, it'll help uh, with some regrowth, hopefully. What's the topsoil moisture rating? As always, it's it's continuing to drop, and uh, we're rated as, for cropland, it is 4% adequate, 29% short, and 67% sh- uh, very short. Hay and pasture land is rated as 2% adequate, 21% short, and 77% very short. So still dropping, and no surprise to anyone, and, and hopefully once harvest is over, uh, we get a big dump of rain. What were the main causes of crop loss this past week? There were some severe uh, some windstorms that ripped through many parts of the province and actually scattered quite a few swaths and, and shattered ripe pods. So that's just even another stress to farmers, you know, lowering more yields there. And then, of course, the, we had another heat wave over the weekend and 
um, and the drought stress and insects like grasshoppers and, and flea beetles are eating anything they can find that's green. I've seen a lot of grasshoppers on social media. It seems, how, where, where's the worst hit areas? <laughs> Honestly, it's hard to tell where the worst hit areas are, especially down here in the south. It seems like every field we step in is some grasshoppers, but my colleagues up in the north, even they have grasshoppers, and, and a lot of producers up there have some severe issues. So it seems like everyone's struggling through it, and, and thankfully now that harvest is, is moving along so quick, they can get the crop off before uh, they do any more damage. The fire hazard, you've issued an advisory to producers about it? Yeah, you know, they're always aware that fire is always a big concern, especially in a year like this where everything's really dry and everything going through the combine is very dry and there's a lot of dust and, and the fire risk is just even that much higher. And yeah, so a lot of farmers have water trucks or other you know, firefighting equipment nearby, uh, you know, a tractor with a set of discs on it to plow under if there's, if there's any fire that take off in the field. So many farmers are, are prepared for a fire if one breaks out. Matt Struthers compiles the weekly crop report for the Saskatchewan Ministry of Agriculture. Back to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today with Jim Smalley on 620 CKRM. This portion is brought to you by Prairie 6-inch Eavestroffs. An inch makes a big difference. PrairieEavestroffs.ca and Farmtronics in Regina, your farm electronics specialists. From moisture testers to security cameras, keeping your farm running productively and efficiently since 1977. 380 Henderson Drive. Cargill has announced the location for its $350 million canola processing plant will be west of Regina at the Global Transportation Hub. Cargill Canada President Jeff Vassart says the Global Transportation Hub offers excellent road and rail access to markets. A big part of selecting a site like this is ensuring that we have the infrastructure that's safe and efficient for farmers and truckers to haul into. Uh, but also gives us access to both of the railroads here in Canada. And so the Global Transportation Hub is just really well positioned in that regard. And then the other part of it, obviously, is having good access to seed and production to be able to run the plant, which Saskatchewan is renowned for. How big an area will you draw canola from? We anticipate that there'll be canola that will come from all over southern Saskatchewan, Uh, in western Manitoba. Again, this plant complements the existing canola processing plant that we've got up at Clavette just outside Saskatoon that we think allows us to service farmers in the northern half of the province. The other question I usually ask many times, Jeff, is how do farmers benefit from this facility? Yeah, I think there's a number of ways, Jim. You know, first off, I think anytime you have consistent demand, you know, in this case for canola that farmers are growing, That is a good thing. It assures them that they're going to have a buyer for what they're producing. I think what, you know, adding further processing capacity also does is it increases market access for the products that are produced, whether that be the vegetable oil or the meal, which allows us to serve different customers here in North America and all over the world. And of course, that complements the existing export program that we have for seed. And so consistent market access and opportunity to participate in a growing market all over the world. This year is, you know, an unusual year. We've got a drought on the prairies, much of Western Canada and, and even the parts of the United States. Are you concerned about supply for the new facility? Yeah, the, you know, the new plant you know, will start construction early in the new year and hope to have it up and running in early 2024. So, you know, we're a couple of years away from needing supply to, to run the plant. 
you know, I would say more so thoughts are out there with farmers and ranchers this year who are dealing with a really difficult situation. But if there's one thing I've come to learn over the years, Canadian farmers are extremely resilient, they're innovative, and we know that they will recover from this and you know, will continue to grow very successfully into the future by the time the plant comes up. Yeah, there is other major expansions. A couple other companies are you know, expanding ex- quite a bit. Is that a concern? No, you know what? I think it just further reinforces and sends the right market signal to farmers that there is demand for canola. It's increasing, and we're making investments, and we hope that they continue to make investments as well, too. At the end of the day, I think it sends all of the right market signals to farmers across Western Canada. Tell me a little bit more about the project that you've got going for the Regina area. What capacity, and is there room for expansion? Yeah, it's a plant very similar. In fact, it's a twin to what we built in Camrose. And so initially when it starts up, it will require a million tons of seed. It does and it is designed to to be expanded in the future as opportunities present itself. And so uh, it's a scalable plant that will employ about 50 people when the plant is up and running. And we think it's going to be a great opportunity to add to the economy in Saskatchewan. And how does it look this year for for Cargill and grain movement and the supply that's out there? Yeah, I think, you know, we're all working through difficult situation in terms of production, which is going to be significantly lower um, than what we've had the last number of years, especially considering, you know, we were lower ending stocks than where we've been as well the last couple of years. There are strong demands, you know, for what is going to be produced that's obviously going to be less, but there's a lot of really good, strong market opportunities for all crops this year. So we're going to have to work together because it's going to be a challenging year, obviously, throughout the winter months um, as we've got less to handle, but we'll work with our customers to come up with solutions for everybody, farmers and the end-use customers that we serve. Jeff Bassart is the president of Cargill Canada. Time now for Real Agriculture with Sean Haney. Brought to you in part by Karst Holdings in Assiniboia and Schlamp's Integra Tire in Grenfell. Your locally owned Integra Tire dealers on The Source 620 CKRM. This is your realagriculture.com update. Bring the energy of Real Ag Radio to your next customer meeting or conference. From your stage, we'll record an episode in person to inform and provide insight on the latest in agriculture. Email advertising at realagriculture.com to learn more about this unique keynote opportunity. Sean Haney here with realagriculture.com and Real Ag Radio. I am joined right now by the president of the Canadian Federation of Agriculture. It is Mary Robinson. Mary, how are you? I'm super, Sean. The CFA has put out its priorities for the upcoming federal election. And uh, we've been talking to groups uh, throughout the week here. And I'm really, there's a couple items in here that, that you have brought up that are a little bit, maybe, I'm glad to see them because they haven't been brought up by other groups. Um, one of the ones that has been brought up is obviously the work that has to be done in the next policy framework. And, and, and you're pushing for increased funding for that. Do, do you think at all this can be, will be discussed during this election cycle of 30 days? It's tough to um, think of how much ground they're going to get to cover. And agriculture always struggles to um, get the airtime that we should, considering how significant we are for the economy and the environment and the population at large. So I think uh, it is it is a 
a tall order, but you've probably heard we are going to be hosting an Ag Leaders debate. I don't know if you heard that, Sean. Did you hear that? I did hear it, yes. Okay, excellent. And uh, I think that's going to be um, on, probably aired on the 9th of September. And uh, that's the same day as the Leaders debate. Um, so we'll see, we'll see what comes out of that. Um, and hopefully we see these parties kind of latching on to some of the messaging that we've been promoting. I think we've seen wonderful collaboration in the agriculture industry at large. Uh, you know, cattlemen, pork, canola. If you just look at the ag growth, or not the ag growth coalition, what do we call it? They, uh, the environmental coalition that canola growers are heading up and that uh, CFA the, is co-chairing. The Carbon Alliance. Thank you, the Carbon Alliance. So we've seen so much pulling together, and I think that it's really magnifying our voice and hopefully really getting our message across. Well, and that segues nice into some of the things you've, you you stated this week in regards to the environment and, and climate change. And, and we know that um, we've seen some pretty tight margins in, in the last number of years in agriculture. And we know that we need to see that, you know, level of investment increased or the reward increased for what uh, producers bring to the table as far as ecological goods and services. You know, back in 2019, when we were last at the polls, CFA uh, had a campaign called Producing Prosperity in Canada. And one of the main pillars of that was environmental stewardship. And we talked about fresh water, clean air, erosion control, climate regulation, wildlife habitat. So this is all, you know, it, it's something that we pushed in 19. And now uh, with everything that's happened in the last two years and, you know, the, the increase in carbon tax and the, the muddy waters and how that's going to shake out for the average producer. A topic that, other groups have not brought up, at least what I have seen. I'm, I'm glad to see you have it in here, and that is infrastructure. Now, infrastructure is something that it should find bipartisan support. There's not, There shouldn't be political lines on infrastructure funding. And I'll read directly from the CFA release, Mary. Farmers across Canada also continue to deal with infrastructure deficits in transportation, broadband access, and skills development. These challenges hamper farmers' ability to fully harness cutting-edge technologies and access new markets. I have to tell you, well put. Well, jeepers, just have a look. Like on that skills development, I mean, we struggle obviously with labor, but we haven't seen a whole lot of investment to modernize and upgrade our, our labs and our classrooms, research equipment, all of that that's really vital in training that future high-skilled agri-workforce. And it really puts us at such a competitive disadvantage internationally. And that, you know, that's just part of the, the skills development uh, deficit we see. And transportation, well, everybody knows the woes of that, as does everybody I'm sure who's listening uh, feel the frustration of broadband. Because, you know, broadband is, is not only required for day-to-day -day business on farm, but it's also required for lifestyle. This is your realagriculture.com update. Bring the energy of Real Ag Radio to your next customer meeting or conference. From your stage, we'll record an episode in person to inform and provide insight on the latest in agriculture. Email advertising at realagriculture.com to learn more about this unique keynote opportunity. It's your agri-weather forecast on The Source 620 CKRM. The official 620 CKRM farm weather is brought to you by Shepherd Realty in Regina specializing in farm and ranch real estate in Saskatchewan. Call Harry, Justin, or Devin at 352-1866. And Moose Jaw Truck Shop, the number one choice for any diesel engine repair. Drop in, no appointment necessary, 
or visit moosejawtruckshop.com. Today, mainly cloudy. A few showers this afternoon and tonight, hazy. The high today, 19. The low, 13. Friday, cloudy, 60% chance of showers. Hazy, wind north 20 gusting to 40. The high tomorrow, just 16. The low, 8. Saturday, partly cloudy. The high, 20. 60% chance of evening showers. The low, 9. Sunday, periods of rain. The high, 16. The low, 9. Monday, cloudy, 60% chance of showers. The high, 18. The low, 10. Tuesday, cloudy, 60% chance of showers. The high, 17. The low, 7. Wednesday, partly cloudy, the high 19. Normal high is 24 for this date. The normal low is 9. The sun rose at 5.53 this morning. It sets at 8.11 tonight. And around the province, the hot spot right now is up north at Meadow Lake at 20 degrees. The cold spot in the southwest corner, 11 degrees at Cypress Hills. Esteban is 16. Saskatoon, 18. Swift Current, 16. Weyburn, 19. Yorkton, 16. Regina, cloudy and 17. That's 63 Fahrenheit. Winds are from the north at 8. Humidity is 63%. The barometer falling 101.6. Cloudy and Moose Jaw, 17. Winds are from the north at 4. Once again, Regina, cloudy and 17. That's 63 Fahrenheit. Back in a moment. Get out to an early start on weed control in next year's canola and lentil crop using Group 3 Edge Microactive from Gowan Canada this fall. Edge Microactive, maximize yields today and manage resistance for tomorrow. Always read and follow label directions from Gowan Canada. You're listening to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today with 620 CKRM Agri-News Director Jim Smalley. This portion of Saskatchewan Agriculture Today is brought to you by McDougal Auctioneers. Get fair market value for your assets with an online auction through McDougal Auctioneers. McDougalAuctions.com And brought to you by Patterson Liquid Systems, experts in liquid fertilizer distribution. Fertilizer's just better when it's wetter. Patterson Liquid Systems, expect the best. This week's rain will delay harvest in parts of Saskatchewan, but should provide some relief to drought-stricken pastures. Saskatchewan Stock Growers President Kelsey Elford ranches at Cairnport and says he has had little rainfall this summer. You know, over the course of the year, it's the same as everywhere in this in this province. It's been patchy. Right where we're at, there hasn't been a lot, but, you know, we have got a shot the night before last and a little bit more today. I hope that, you know, the forecast is saying that over the next few days we're going to accumulate a little bit more and, and any little bit of rain is, is welcome. You know, that grass is getting pretty dry. We had a, on Monday afternoon uh, a neighbor was uh, doing some haying and it, it sparked sparked off a rock and, and that fire uh, didn't take long for it to spread. It's just so bone dry and, and actually, you know, it, it flared up again uh on Tuesday, and um, any type of rain to, to mitigate the fire risk in our area and, and any other area in the province is welcome. The federal government announced Sunday they will provide the full f- funds needed for agri-recovery, which means producers that want to keep their cattle will get $200 a head. Your reaction to uh, the full funding? Any funding and uh, financial uh, influx into the into the livestock industry is is very very welcomed um we were glad to see the province uh trigger recovery first and and now the feds have come to the table and so the details of that announcement are are still being sorted out i know that the the first portion the provincial portion uh will be rolled out 
starting here in September, and, and the federal portion is going to be after that. But they made the announcement, and then the election was called, but uh, it was good to, uh, good to see that, that 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 announcement came out before the rent was dropped. On another topic, the Canadian Federation of Agriculture has launched a call, program called Hay West, where they want to get some hay from uh, areas of Ontario and the Maritimes where it's available down to uh, to Western Canada. Your reaction or thoughts on that? I think that, you know, that's a great initiative. It's it's always good to see forage producers trying to hook up guys that need, uh, need feed. And, you know, if we can put guys who are short of feed in contact with that sort of campaign, it, it can do nothing but good for, for the West. Kelsey Elford ranches at Cairnport, about 95 kilometers west of Regina. You're tuned to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today on The Source, 620 CKRM. This segment of Saskatchewan Agriculture Today is brought to you by Diggleman Industries. Look to Diggleman for the most reliable, dependable, engineered tough equipment on the market. And Arcola Building Supplies, small town lumberyard, big on service. ArcolaBuildingSupplies.com. Details are coming together for the latest Hay West program. Farmers and ranchers on the prairies and some in northwestern Ontario are in desperate need of hay and forage due to drought. The first vice president of the Canadian Federation of Agriculture, Keith Curry, says the program is an initiative of the CFA. Certainly the Atlantic provinces in general help kickstart this campaign, but it's coming together nicely. We have a bunch of loads that are getting loaded up any day now to start hitting to the west, and the bulk of the hay will start moving probably next week. So we're just working with local general farm organizations provincially and some of our national commodity organizations to identify where the real hot spots are, you know, for the initial arrival of feed and, and get it to those people in need. Of course, we've been monitoring the situation and, and working with our, our farm leaders from the various provinces, not only in, in the west, but also with northern Ontario, it's suffering the same way. And and keeping, you know, getting updated on what the situation is. And it was probably about four to five weeks ago when we started coming together saying, okay, we're going to have to do something here because they're they're in desperate need of some feed for their livestock. So so that's when it all started to happen. But, of course, something of this measure takes a lot of, lot of logistics from sourcing the hay to making sure that we can secure it to making sure we have the transportation to get it to where it needs to go and then how do we distribute it once it's out you know in western canada so so lots of things to work through but we're there and hay should start moving any day now curry says he's never surprised by this kind of help because while canada is a big country the people in agriculture are small in number we're less than 2% of the population. So, you know, we, we certainly feel for our colleagues, farmers and ranchers right across the country that are, that are suffering uh, because of circumstances out of their control. And this isn't uh, unprecedented. 2002, there was a, a Hay West movement during that time when similar types of drought conditions were experienced. And then again in 2012, Central Canada, predominantly Ontario, but parts of Quebec suffered through a, a very drought time and, and our colleagues in the West sent hay our way. So there is a little bit of a template there of this happening in the past. And, you know, as much as we compete on a day-to-day basis in similar markets, this is different. This is our our colleagues in trouble, so we want to help. That's Keith Curry with the Canadian Federation of Agriculture. The Market Updates with Jim Smalley on The Source, 620 CKRM. Market Update brought to you by Nelson GM in Assiniboia and Avonlea. If you are a Costco member, get huge savings on current 2019 and 2020 SUVs right now. 
Grain prices were mixed in early trading. Viterra prices for canola fell $17 at $869.22. Lentils rose $39 at $981.50. Oats gained $10 at $308.53. Yellow peas went up $551 at $477.63. Number one red spring wheat gained $383 at $375.54. The rest were unchanged. Durham $552.43. Feed barley three fifty four sixty five. Flax eight hundred nine dollars twenty one cents. Feed wheat two sixty one sixty five. On the Minneapolis Exchange this morning, hard red spring wheat for September fell seven and a half cents at nine fifteen and a half cent a bushel. It's the livestock reports on the source six twenty CKRM. The Livestock Quotes are brought to you by the Weyburn Livestock Exchange. Call Weyburn 842-4574. Now the latest Livestock Quotes. Hello, Cattleman. Junior for Heartland Livestock Yorkton with your market report for the week of August 18th. A real nice run on offer here this week with 1,630 head in the pre-sort, 501 cows and bulls for a total of 2,130 on offer. We had 900 yearlings on offer this week with the market being steady to stronger in certain sets of cattle. 700 head of fresh calves on offer with the market being steady to five cents higher. Here are a few highlights of this week's sale. 400 pound buckskin steers at 284 and a quarter. 556 weight buckskin steers at 241. 405 pound block steers 278.75. 560 pound block steers 241.50. 422 pound red X steers at 260. 561 pound red X steers at 242 and a quarter. 860-pound exotic yearling steers at $1.92.75. 940 weight exotic yearling steers at $1.82.75. On the heifer trade, we're still seeing the heifers 25 to 30 back from their brothers. 500-pound buckskin heifers, $208.50. 500-pound black heifers at $1.91. And your 500-pound red X heifers at $1.95.75. 850-pound yearling heifers at $1.78.75. 950-pound yearling heifers at $1.67.50. And your 760-pound yearling heifers at buck 87 and a quarter. On the cow and bull trade, we saw 428 cows average 73 with a high of 82. D1, D2 cows 75 to 80. Your D3 cows 69 to 74. Your light shelly cows 58 to 65. And your half brats 95 to a buck six. On the bull trade, we saw 44 bulls average $1.3 with a high of $1.19. Producers, Friday, August 20th is our next sheep and goat sale, receiving Thursday from 12 to 8 and Friday up until 11 a.m. sale time. Producers, next week, August 25th is a pre-sort sale with a one-day sort happening. Please deliver feeder cattle by 4 p.m. Tuesday for pre-sorting. All the sales in the future will be pre-sorts because of the number of cattle coming to town. We will still have our regular sale of cows and bulls following each pre-sort. Producers, for all your marketing needs, give us a call here at HLS Yorkton. Once again, this has been Junior. Thanks, and have a great day. Now the latest Saskatchewan pork prices. Ham sold 6,100 hogs Wednesday, selling in a range of 240 to 253 per CKG. Today's sales are expected to be around 6,800 head, selling in a range of 234 to 258 per CKG. Ham's cash hog price today is mixed, and forward contract prices opened lower this morning. On Wednesday, the Canadian dollar is down four basis points, with the daily exchange rate at 1.2630. The Canadian dollar is currently trading at 78.10 cents U.S. Daily U.S. cash markets are mixed. The Western Corn Belt is down slightly, the National is notably lower, and the National Cutout Adjusted Variant is higher on some upward daily variability in the value of the pork cutout. Formula regions in particular are uncharacteristically holding value as opposed to biasing seasonally lower. 
It is true that there has been some pressure mounting, but the extent of that pressure had been so far muted this year compared to other time frames, when seasonal price drops have been observed to develop in early July on average. Today, a moderating carcass value hints at some softening demand, as does the weekly export sales report, that while relatively good, is showing less robust volumes compared to earlier in the year. Physical deliveries of U.S. pork neck to all regions came in at 28,662 metric tons, a very good number that is 48% above the five-year average for the week. It was also approximately 4% higher than the last reporting period. But the pace has slowed. From January to the end of May, the average pace of shipments was 40,057 metric tons, and June to present is settling at 30,746 metric tons, a 23% drop. Lean hog futures are lower this morning, partly because of the information in the export sales report, but also because of general risk-off tone in commodities this morning. Coming up, the Resource Report. This is the Saskatchewan Resource Report on 620 CKRM. Here's Jim Smalley. Now the Resource Report, brought to you by the Prairie Co-op Grow Team, fueling farms, feeding families in Cupar, Ituna, Lipton and Strasburg. The Saskatchewan Health Ministry is reminding residents to use insect repellent this summer to protect against the West Nile virus carried by mosquitoes. The risk of West Nile virus remains low to moderate in Saskatchewan, but provincial surveillance data has confirmed the first West Nile virus infected mosquitoes of the season. Mosquitoes which carry the virus are most active between dusk and dawn. Most people who become infected have no or mild symptoms, but it can become more serious with fever and severe headache. There were three people treated for West Nile in Saskatchewan in 2018 and none since then. The largest outbreak was in 2007, when there were 76 confirmed cases and 6 deaths. On the markets, the TSX is down 104 points at 20,197. The Dow has gained 10 points at 34,971. Oil is down 210 at 63.11 a barrel. The Canadian dollar is down 86 one-hundredths of a cent at 78.11 cents U.S. That's the Resource Report. If you missed any segment of the show, tune in to the on-demand Saskatchewan Agriculture Today podcast. Brought to you by Gowan Canada. Gowan Canada understands the challenges growers face and takes pride in finding effective crop protection solutions. Visit GowanCanada.com to learn more. That's Saskatchewan Agriculture Today. I'm Jim Smalley. You've been listening to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today with Jim Smalley on 620 CKRM. If you missed any of today's broadcast, download the podcast now online at 620CKRM.com. Saskatchewan Agriculture Today, now starting after the 12 o'clock news on your voice for everything ag. 620 CKRM. This podcast brought to you by Gowan Canada, makers of edge microactive pre-emergent herbicides.